This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. I'm sitting here lonely like a broken man I serve my time doing the best I can Walls and bars, they surround me But I don't want no sympathy No, baby, no, baby All I need is some Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Is this Pat Travers? Yeah, Pat Travers doing grand fun. That's called Inside Looking Out. Yeah. All right, guys. Y'all are schooling me this morning. I'm ashamed to say I've never heard of Pat Travers. I mean, I'm disappointed. I, I, I really am. You, you don't know like how bad that hurts me because you know I, I like to think that I know a lot about music. I've never heard of Pat Travers. Like, where's he been my whole life? I mean, th- this is great. Well, he was the biggest back in the six, 70s. Late right? 70s, yeah. yeah. And sporadically, he's released uh, quite a few, quite a bit uh, throughout the 80s and 90s. And uh, as we said in the first hour, he's still touring. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to listen to him a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, the, the only song, like, like I said, the only song you probably would have recognized is uh boom boom out go the lights it's uh was a staple on fm radio okay back in the late 70s well he's great yeah it's fantastic fantastic yeah he is pretty good i uh that's why i wanted to play a little bit of his music today we have mike johnson here good morning mike how are you doing great it's foggy out there this morning yeah it is we got several things here that uh you know um, it's hard for people to see uh, what they're doing sometimes in light of history, in light of, you know, how things work over time. First of all, we had a bad sell-off during December of last year, and yet things have popped right back. You've got... Uh, Banks and smaller companies propelled stocks to their best January in 30 years, a sign that investors are favoring sectors tied to the U.S. economy. It's interesting how things have seemed to just snap right back when December looked like it was just going to be a miserable bear market starting. Right. Uh, on a on an intraday basis, it did drop into bear market territory, uh, which is a 20% drop. 
Um, but since then, like you said, it's it's you know year to date, uh, the markets are up you know around seven eight percent you know year to date. But <clears throat> you you had Apple report their earnings this week, and uh, their earnings weren't that great. I mean they had some issues. But because the stock had sold off so much, so far. Um, uh, it popped about seven percent that day. Um, so I mean, you you had a classic you know example of things just over oh, being oversold. Uh, you know, and we talked about it on the show in December. You had fairly low volume uh, on a lot of the days where the market was down. <clears throat> so you had, you know, end of year rebalancing. There's a lot of reasons uh, that could be given, but basically it's just there weren't enough buyers uh, and everything sold off at the end of the year. And since then it's been coming back up. Yeah. I think for the week uh, the market was up around 2%, a little over 2% this past week, the S&P right. 500. You know, we're dividend investors. We like to buy things that pay dividends. As we all know, when the market goes down, dividends uh, get don't get paid. So, <laughs> is that is that is that how it works? Is that, is that my, right? That's what my customers tell me. <laughs> <laughs> is that not true? That is not true. That is not true. Um, you know, uh, dividends do not follow what the stock price does. Right. You know, though they are not necessarily tied to each other. If a stock price drops, um, then you know as long as there's nothing wrong with the company, if it's just a broad market sell-off, dividend's still going to be paid. Right. So you did some work here. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about this thing that you did. Yeah. So <clears throat> for 2018, uh, the market was down around five percent for the year on a total return basis, including dividends and and prices, um, but what the the backbone of our portfolio the foundation is dividends so what i did i went and looked at the holdings in our portfolio and looked at what the dividend was a year ago and then what the dividend was either the last payment or the one that's coming up and just see what the the change in dividends have been year over year right and every single one of them except for two which were flat uh, raised their dividends really? last year. Yes. Um, the, and the two that didn't were REITs, real estate investment trusts, which you, you would, you know, th those basically pay out everything right. anyway. And so those you don't necessarily expect to see raise their dividend as consistently as other companies. Um, you know, one of the standouts, and this is why we bought it back in the portfolio, it's a natural gas pipeline company. Um, and they raised their dividend 60%. This last year, they hit their target. That's what they said they were going to do. Uh, they're expecting to raise it uh, again in 2019, again in 2020, uh, and they're probably going to hit their marks. Um, so you look at all the holdings in the portfolio if, when you're, you're looking at an income stream. So let's say you're retired, you're taking income from the portfolio. Well, you're you're taking it from the dividends. So last year, 2018. You had the stock prices drop on average, and you're still collecting your dividends. So you didn't have to sell your shares in right. a down market. And actually, if you look at what it was at the first of last year versus this year, the income level went up. Yeah. So what our goal is over time is to increase 
income generation from the portfolio for our clients. And that can happen in two ways. Um, the first way is just by the organic growth of dividends, just by the companies themselves, like the example I was just given. You know, uh, some of the industrial companies raise their dividends. One was 28%, one was 10%, one was 5%. Uh, so if you own X number of shares, all else being equal, your income went up from that, right? The other way that we uh, try to get our clients earning more in income is by taking advantage of drops in the market. So last year, uh, we added some new companies to the portfolio. Their stock price dropped. Let's say that money was in cash or bonds. You buy a stock that's paying a higher yield than what you sold, and there your income goes up. Or if you buy more of an existing company after the stock price drops, you're getting more shares right. for your same dollar, and it's a higher yield. That's right. So those two ways, one is, is, is the active management component of it, and the other is from the research stock selection part of it, owning good companies that will hopefully raise their dividend consistently over time. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just the opposite of what's been going on with bonds, because if bonds have dropped an in interest rate, your bond funds are paying out less and less. That's right. In terms of dividends every year. That's exactly right. And uh, we uh, we addressed that last year as well. Um, we we had the opportunity to get out of our short term bond funds, which were basically a quasi money market. You just earn a little more. Um, we sold those, and we were able to buy one year treasury bills at basically an equivalent yield. Mm -hmm. And with a treasury bill, that is qualified as a riskless investment if That's you hold right. it till maturity. So if we can get an equivalent yield with less risk, hey, you know, sign me up. Yeah, right. Um, so market volatility, while it can make people uncomfortable when they look at the value of their account, they, like you said, you have to step back and look at it in perspective. You know, the prices go up and down, but the income stream is very consistent. Mm -hmm. And th those gyrations in the market, that's when you get opportunities to take advantage. Um, so our, our clients last year, you know, they, they understood that, you know, mm -hmm. especially clients that have been with us and they've seen mo movements like this in the market before they, they were comfortable, you know, they, I mean, nobody likes to see a drop in market value. So, you know, they, we might get a call say, Hey, what's going on here? Well, we can explain to them what's going right. on and communication and education for our clients. That's key. Helps them sleep better, be more comfortable, and they know what's going on with their money. Right. And, and that will help the uh, returns over time. Yes. Because absolutely. If, if, because I mean, it's our, our clients, it's their money. You know, yep. if, they, if somebody calls and says, you know, market's down, sell everything, well, we'll do it. It's, it's your money. But that's where you can hurt yourself. And yep. that's where it's our job to convey to our clients what's going on so that doesn't happen. Right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. News Radio 630 WLAP.
Please take precaution. They are life-threatening conditions. Venezuela will have a new birth of freedom. I don't like shutdowns. I still think the economy is very strong. News. News. All the American people want this. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. Okay, play some more of that. Keep that going. We're going to make Mike a real convert. <laughs> What's this song? This one's called Getting Better. Or Getting oh, Better. Yeah, Getting Better. Uh, from 1979's Go For What You Know, Pat Travers Band Live. You like that? I'm sold. <laughs> I know what your combination is. I like it. Old time headbanging rock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you're, you're pretty easy to figure <laughs> out. Mortgage payoff analysis. Tell me about it, Mike. Okay. This is a question I've had a lot in the last uh, month. So... <clears throat> Let's say, um, this, this is a hypothetical illustration, but bear with me. Let's say you have a $271,000 mortgage, and it's a 30-year mortgage, and the, the rate is 4.25%. Let's say you have $1,200 a month extra that you can apply to the mortgage. Should you pay down the mortgage, or should you invest it? Now, pay down the mortgage, of course. Of course. Now, everybody's situation is different, and there's pros and cons to each, and I'll, I'll talk about it. But just purely from a number standpoint, if you apply the $1,200 to the mortgage, you'll pay it off in 10 years. Okay, uh, Your interest savings by paying it off in 10 years would be un- just under $98,000. So just say $98,000. Okay, If instead of paying down the mortgage – you invest that $1,200 for 10 years and you earn the four and a quarter percent every year, which is the same as the mortgage. Uh, the ending balance is $179,000. Right. So 98 versus 179. Okay. Now, <clears throat> the reason for that is uh, compound 
returns. So if you pay off a dollar of mortgage, you're earning, in this case, four and a quarter percent. And you earn that the first year. There's no compounding on that. Right. It, yeah, you just turn it one time. You earn it one time. Whereas with an investment account, assuming you get the four and a you quarter. You earn it numerous times. You earn the first year, you earn four and a quarter percent. The next year, you earn four and a quarter percent on the one plus four and a quarter percent. So it's the compounding mechanism. Now, there's there's pros and cons. <clears throat> when you pay down debt, it's a guaranteed return. Right. You know, it's it's a riskless return. Um, with when you invest, you have market risk. Right. You know, that, that's that's the, right. the trade off there. Right. Um, now, in this illustration, I left the. Uh, market returns the same as the interest payment, which was four and a quarter. Uh, historically, the market returns have been higher than that. But I wanted to illustrate just just the compounding factor of this. Now, take it one step further. Let's say uh, you keep the mortgage, and over 20 years, you invest that $1,200. Over 20 years. So you still have the mortgage, but you've been putting that $1,200 away for 20 years, earning four and a quarter percent, you now have four hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars. Really? And you only have ten years left on your mortgage. So I, I'm I'm going on memory, but I, I ran that number. After 20 years, you'd have about a hundred and twenty thousand left on the mortgage, but you have four hundred fifty-two thousand in cash. Really? That, that 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 you've earned. So you could pay off the mortgage. You could not pay off the mortgage. You could take the income generation from what your savings are to help accelerate the mortgage, a, a, a paid off house, which is never a bad thing. It's not liquid though. I mean, you can't for retirement. Uh, let's, the only way you can get money out of it is go back and borrow money against it. Go back and borrow more money against it. It's not diversified. It, it, it is a house. It is what it is. Um, the other interesting concept with this. Houses are not <coughs> liquid. They're solid. <laughs> yes. Wah, wah, wah. No. Um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, I think that's pretty. That good. is good, actually. That is good. Uh, the other interesting thing, though, is inflation. Um, inflation, um, while it it <coughs> erodes purchasing power, mm -hmm. inflation's actually good for debt servicing, right? Because let's say you're paying. $1,200 a month, $1,300 a month for mortgage payment today. In 30 years, you're still paying $1,300 a month. Things are going to be more expensive uh, in 30 years. Inflation, uh, that $1,300 today may only be really $900 right. in the future. So your, your, your dollars today, putting that into an investment account, you get the benefit of that inflation. Right. Um, uh, putting it, it when you pay off a house, you're not getting the benefit. So, in, inflation's a, a really a, a fascinating thing. Um, that's why that's why the government actually wants inflation too, because their debt that they're paying off over time is less. Exactly. They they inf you inflate your way out of debt. That's right. Um, if you're if inflation rates two percent, and the interest rate you're paying on your borrowing is two percent, then you're basically borrowing for free. That's right, exactly. 
Exactly. Um, so mortgage debt um, is not bad debt. Credit card debt, student loan debt, those kinds of things, absolutely. Pay them off. You know? um, but mortgage debt is not it, – it's cheap money. Yeah. Um, and that, this doesn't even take into account um, – you know, you get a mortgage deduction. You you get these different benefits, possibly depending if you itemize or not. You know, na- nowadays, but y- your interest rate is possibly less than the stated amount after the benefits that you get. So, uh, you know, paying off a mortgage while it may make you feel better, you can sleep better. Well, there's there's value to that, and if that's the case, well, pay it off. But if not. If you're just looking at purely from the number standpoint, um, it might make sense not to pay it off, right? And to invest the the amount that you would use to pay it off. And you know what, Mike? I've got to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Elizabeth Dupree. She's uh, found her this, voice. Yeah, she <laughs> found her voice today. I, I used to always kid her about her radio voice, and now we're getting to hear it. Well, sort of. Anyhow, I, the question about, uh, and I, now I've lost my train of thought, I had a really good question um, about the, the whole, you know, the mortgage debt and student loan debt and all of these different things that you're talking about, it all is completely reliant on um, a very sound research and investment yeah. um, and we were t- talking off the air about the different um, things that we, we hear when our potential customers come in to talk to us. Mm-hmm. And you can't make a blanket statement that this works. That's right. Um, you've got to really know your financial advisor and their platform and their research for this Situation by situation. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. Okay. Stay with us play a little more pat travers and we'll talk a little more about personal finance it's the tom dupree show with mike johnson and the newly found elizabeth dupree news radio 630 wlap find your comfort zone at frisch's big boy with 5.99 comfort bowls and combos kick back with our mashed potato and chicken bowl take on our chili champ bowl or go big with our three egg breakfast bowl all just 5.99 each or create your own comfort combo. Choose from select entrees, sides, and drinks for just $5.99. But don't get too comfortable. Our $5.99 comfort bowls and combos are available for a limited time only at Frisch's Big Boy. Show your sweetie your love this Valentine's Day and save money at the same time with BidOnKentucky.com. Log on, sign up for free, and check out the 85% off retail deals for Valentine's Day. From flowers, jewelry, to a night on the town, Bid on Kentucky has what you're looking for to make Valentine's special. The auction starts soon. Visit the station's website or BidOnKentucky.com. Kentucky Auctioneer Scott Edberg, license P3305. Kentuckians are always on the move. Whether you're driving down the road for a gallon of milk or flying across the country, Kentucky's new driver's licenses will get you there more securely than ever before. Rolling out by county starting this March. All cards will arrive in the mail. Choose between a standard license or a U.S. air travel and military base approved voluntary travel ID license. Preparing now will save valuable time later when you renew at your local circuit court clerk office. Learn what documents to bring at drive.ky.gov. 
Calls are growing for Virginia Governor Ralph Northam to resign. That after a yearbook photo from a 1984 medical school where Northam attended surfaced. Governor Northam issuing a statement saying he's deeply sorry for appearing in that photo depicting a man in blackface and another in a Klansman hood. I cannot change the decisions I made, nor can I undo the harm my behavior caused then and today. It was revealed in his 1984 medical school yearbook page. Northam saying that behavior isn't in keeping with who he is today and the values that he's fought for in the military, in medicine, and public service. ABC's Andy Field, the Democratic governor, says he'll finish out his term. U.S. allies and nuclear watch agencies are raising concerns after Russia's announcement today saying it would also suspend a pivotal nuclear pact. It comes a day after the Trump administration announced the U.S. would pull out of the nuclear treaty. A prediction out of Pennsylvania, Groundhog Punxsutawney Phil not seeing his shadow signaling an early spring. Michelle Franz and ABC News. Weekend is off and running with a mix of sunny clouds and a milder pattern. Near 50 this afternoon, near 60 on a gusty southwest wind on your Sunday. That mostly sunny sky will unfortunately give way to rain chances increasing early next week, but we're going to keep the low 60s. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios, this is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP. Revelation 7 9 through 10 says, After these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands, and they cry out with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This scripture to me is a beautiful picture of all races, languages, and ethnicities worshiping God together. I believe this is God's dream for His people. Jesus told us to pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not perfectly there yet at Trinity Hill, but we do have believers from over 40 nations who are members of our church, and our worship services more and more reflect God's dream. Are you interested in worshiping in a church like this? I'm Steve Drury, Senior Pastor of the Trinity Hill United Methodist Church located at the corner of Tates Creek and Armstrong Mill Roads. I hope you will come and worship with us this Sunday. Her personnel works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Purpose and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. 630 WLAP. <laughs> Back on the Tom Dupree show, what kind of guitar do you think he's playing? That almost sounds like a Gibson, but I don't know. That, it, tell you what, that, that, that reminds me of old school ZZ Top. Well, you're right. That is uh, old school ZZ Top. Nasty Dogs and Funky Kings from Fandango. Uh, is it? Yeah. 
Well, shoot. All right. That's one of my go. favorite albums, too. But All right. Pat so that's not Pat pressure. Travers. That's ZZ Top. Well, it's a ZZ Top song, but Pat Travers. He's covering it. Okay. <laughs> Pat Travers, you listen to him. That makes you just want to quit your job, put a switchblade in your boot, buy a motorcycle, <laughs> get some hot blonde, and take off. <laughs> For the afternoon, anyway. <laughs> I'm talking about for eternity. No. Just don't come back. And sell everything. Yeah. Post-retirement inflation. Look at this. People get told to buy annuities all the time. Buy annuities. I mean, there's there's a firm out there that advertises a bunch on uh, getting people out for these dinners. And all they're doing is selling them on annuities. They advertise on this radio station. I might as well be full disclosure about it. And I cringe when I hear of people uh, going with these people because I know what these annuities do to them. I know that they are full of fees and uh, expenses, and uh, the payout on them is minimal, if anything. You know, and uh, if you have inflation – You've got to deal with the fact that the payout is not going to change on this annuity. It's not going to go up, and you've got inflation going forward. It's going to cost them. That's right. If if you annuitize something, which means you give a lump sum payment, and they pay you X amount for your life, joint life, however they do it, or even a pension, um, these things are not adjusted for inflation. So <clears throat> let's say uh, you have $1,000 now at a 3.5%, approximately 3.5% inflation rate. In 20 years, what's that going to be worth? Right. About half. You know, that, that, that will buy 50 purchasing power. 50% less than it does today. And so when that's why we like things that cr- increase their dividends over time. Exactly. And people, they got to see this. I mean, if you're stuck in something like a bond fund, which has actually been lowering its payout over time or an annuity, which it's going to be flat, it's not going to go up versus a portfolio of stocks. That's going to be raising its dividend over time. Which one's better? That's right. And so, if you have a portfolio of dividend-paying stocks, you want to you 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 should get uh, inflation-adjusted income over time. Now, the, you'll you'll have market volatility, but still, even that, if you step back and look for, in perspective, you're still probably going to have growth over time. Even with that, you know, you you look at uh, the average. Um, time to break even like during the uh, financial crisis uh, but you go back over the last bear markets um, uh, you're looking at on average it's about a four and a half five year time to get back to even that's just on price so even with that because annuities are sold on fear mm-hmm. it says well if we had another 2008 scenario well the you're, you're going to get hit well Yes, the the market value will go down, but even a lot of these companies that we were talking about before paid their dividends, and a lot of them even raised their dividends even during the financial crisis. But then, purely on the price movement, um, even if somebody, let's say they're eighty years old, by the time they're eighty-five, they would have been back to where they were 
on the price movement. Plus, they would have been collecting dividends. So the 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 idea of selling this on fear, it, it's it's an emotional response, right? It, it's nothing that's based on numbers, you know, actual numbers, historical numbers. It's not based on that. It's based on emotion. It's based on fear. I just got a a, a text from one of our clients. Oh yeah, I want to read it. Uh, while I appreciate the idea of investing over paying down a mortgage, I use the money after the payoff that I was paying on my mortgage to invest. I was out of debt and used my mortgage payment to invest sooner than if I were still paying a mortgage. Just another strategy. Absolutely. I enjoy the Pat Travers. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is another strategy. And I ran the, uh, the break even analysis because there comes a point where, let's say you apply both the uh, principal or the, the mortgage payment yeah. plus that extra payoff. It usually works out in about year 25 with the scenario where if you continue to put in what you're paying on the uh, mortgage plus the extra, right. it, it, you, it's about, well, year 15 – if you've paid off the mortgage, year 25, if you're looking from start to finish, is where they intersect. It's all about the time value of money, it, exactly. whether it's working for you or against you. Exactly. Well, and it's also, we we were once again talking in the break, it also depends on um, age and mm-hmm. when right. you start exactly. the whole process. That's once huge. again, but that also circles around to another part of the platform of our business, which is each case is individual. Mm-hmm. We talk to our customers every six months and find out where they are in their lives, what stage they're in, and we adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. And and right. that isn't different at all from from this whole mortgage scenario. That's right. We would need to look at their situation and make a recommendation. Exactly. If you put your money in an annuity, then the life insurance company is taking the risk of making you good on your uh what they represent they're going to pay you and life insurance companies never lose money which means that they're going to make what they pay you be so small based on what their probability is of of earning money on your money that's right that they're going to make good money off of you and in exchange for that you supposedly have a risk-free return well, it's not completely risk-free because it's based on the ability of the insurance company to pay, which is not the same as the U.S. government. It's, you know, a lower uh, quality rating. But people tend to think guaranteed, therefore I don't have to worry about it. What you've got to think about is paying yourself. And what's the best way to pay yourself? Is it through uh, the growth of companies over time that have had a history of growing, or is it through something that's going to pay you much less that's, quote, guaranteed? Right. And then uh, to compound <clears throat> the the contracts themselves of the annuity, you know, what where the insurance company can get out of paying, if it's a variable annuity or index annuity, where they can get out of crediting you uh, gains, right? Then you ha- also have the internal fees. Uh, variable annuities yeah. are very expensive. That's why um, the re- return on them is so low. Exactly, and the lockup period is—you know—I've I've seen them as long as fourteen years. 
Um, most of the time, it's an average of about seven years that they lock your money up. And like you said, that's where the insurance company gets to use your money for that right. guaranteed period of time to earn an excess return on your they money. They go out and invest the way we're investing. Right. They put money into stocks and bonds. And uh, what we're trying to do is is get you the return in your account rather than in our account or an insurance company's account. That's right. <clears throat> because things are going to cost more over time. And you've got to have something that keeps up with inflation. And I need to say a little something about the compensation aspect of what we do. You can either take all your compensation up front or you can take it over a long period of time. Now, if you're selling annuities, you're basically getting several years of compensation up front. And certain people in the industry live based on one big commission check to the next. That's how they make their living. They look in terms of getting these big commission checks from the annuity companies and then they go out and find another one. In our business, we're fee-based, which means we are paid. We don't get anything up front. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we, have to, we have to earn our compensation over a long period of time of performing well for our clients because our upfront payment is zero. And therefore... When we get a new client, we're very happy, but it doesn't affect our paycheck that day at all because our payment is based on keeping a large group of clients happy over a long period of time. We don't get fat and lazy over a big upfront annuity payment from a, a commission, and you have to understand the way your financial advisor is compensated to understand how this works. And a lot of people don't understand it. They don't even try to understand it. But it's it's just the way it is. Right. And the the commission based uh is is it stems from package products like annuities, uh even mutual funds. You know, uh mutual funds have different commission and fee schedules to them. It could be a C share or an A share. But these package products that are sold by a broker, um, that's how they get paid. Um, and, you know, if if it does well for you, fine. If not, they already got paid. They got theirs. Right. And, and that's exactly right. They got paid for several years worth of performance that hadn't happened yet. Right. We have to provide good service we have to do well on the investments or our clients can fire us we don't have a lockup period we don't right. we, we can't lock our clients up for seven years we're not a hedge fund we can't lock we're not them an up. annuity we're not an annuity and we can't do that so we have to always be performing yeah. uh, and you know if the if the service goes down if the investments are bad you know that, that that's on us and <sighs> When you were saying always be performing, I was thinking of that uh, that uh, Alec Baldwin uh, speech. Always be closing. You know yeah, what I'm talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, um, Glenn Glenn, Glenn Ross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great speech. Yeah, if, 
not suitable for radio. No, no, no. I mean, we could play like three words from that <laughs> ten minute speech, but it's a good speech. Um, but our our incentive is to do well for our clients over time. Yeah, that's that's our how how we're compensated. Um, you know, our fee is based on the value of the account, so that puts us on the same side of the table right. as our clients. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, what else you got, Mike? Have one other thing here, since you asked. Um, <clears throat> talking about last year, another trend uh, that's been coming about uh is it's called factor investing uh so we've talking we've talked several times about etfs uh exchange traded funds you know the prevalence of indexing you know that's been the trend for the last several years in a rising market well factor investing is a little bit of a spin on that um vanguard fidelity uh they have factor etfs well, what that is is, let's say you want to you want to buy an ETF that focuses on value investing, or an ETF that focuses on high yield. They have these mandates of the ETF where um, you buy it and it's a value fund, uh, but it's not actively managed. It's an index. Um, well, last year, and now all of these funds are very new, so they have. Not much track record to look back. I was going to run a uh, correlation uh, between them. Well, you can't because they don't have a three-year track record. But one thing you can do is look at the overlap of the funds. <clears throat> so uh, Fidelity, for example, they have about 10 factor ETFs, uh, everything from a high-dividend, uh, value factor ETF, an international value e uh, factor ETF. But – I ran a Morningstar report on all of these ETFs and give you an example. The top holdings. The first one is Apple. Apple uh, is owned by a low volatility factor ETF. Well, that's not a very low volatility stock here recently. Uh, a value factor ETF, a high dividend ETF. Well, it's not a high, it's not a high yielding stock. Um, the second one is Microsoft. Um, let's see, five of those ETFs own Microsoft, uh, Alphabet, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Exxon. When you look at these stocks, five or six of these ETFs own the same stock. So I guarantee that in right. three or four or five years, when you look back and you can run the correlation between these ETFs, they're going to move in lockstep. Sure. So you own what you think is uh, a very specific uh, ETF, and you have five or ten of them, but they all move in lockstep. Right. Um, that's <clears throat> our portfolio. We have 25 to 30 different individual stock positions. We're trying to get more non-correlated assets or lower correlation between the things because when you have high correlation in an event where the market goes down everything moves in lockstep and you're not getting much in the way of dividends with these either stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree